You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans who are listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Now on the show today, we are discussing Mets Nationals, but not too much because that game was awful. We'll get into that in the first segment. Just embarrassing then. Throughout the rest of the show, I want to ask a question that I think needs to be uh, asked at this point, which is, do the Mets need another star outside of Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor? Because when those two guys are cold at all, the entire lineup crumbles. So we're going to get to that throughout the show. Before we do, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find somebody writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Now, this has just been a brutal stretch for the New York Mets. You go from being red hot on that West Coast trip. You're feeling good. You're like, man, you know, we could really make this trip something to remember, right? They took the first two against the Giants after sweeping the A's and beating the Dodgers, and everything was all great in Metsville. Then you lose the final two in San Francisco, get some bad pitching performances in those games, and then now the lineup suddenly goes cold against the Nationals, in the first two games of this series, you get nothing going. Now, granted, you could say, look, Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, a couple of young up-and-coming pitchers that both seem to be on in their respective starts against the Mets. At the same time as well, though, you look at a Mets lineup that put together four hits in this game and you know, were able to walk four times but not do anything with it. And you know, with runners in scoring position, they were one for eight. This was just a bad game offensively. And also on top of that, not to harp on it too much, but you still have Kodai Senga, who is not pitching like a frontline guy. It wasn't a bad start from Senga. Goes five innings, seven strikeouts, five hits allowed, two earned runs, four walks. But the ERA sits at 4-1-5 through five starts of his big league career. Uh, we've seen him you know, go from the first two against the Marlins where he was lights out pitching to a 1.59 ERA where he allowed a run per start to four runs allowed, four runs allowed, now two runs allowed, uh, and hasn't made it past the fifth inning in any of these starts. So you know, here the Mets sit with Senga supposed to be their ace because everyone else is gone, and he's pitching like a middle-of-the-rotation guy. And then, of course, you know, there's still the lineup issues, but... Uh, to give you a little bit of a recap of a game that I think most of us probably want to forget, you know, second inning was the real problem inning for Sanga. A leadoff walk, then Dom Smith had a double, put two runners in scoring position. Uh, infield hit, allowed one run to score, and then another soft hit that made it through on a ground ball to the outfield. So it's not like Sanga got beat up too, too bad. And then, to his credit, with all that traffic, he did strike out three to get out of the inning. So I still think there's something in there for him. But, you know, the the dominance has not quite been there. Uh, but this game is not on Sanka. It's on the offense. I mean, you go inning by inning. The Mets just did nothing. One, two, three in the first. Go to the second inning. Uh, you know, they had uh, two strikeouts to start out. Alonzo Canna, 
Um, you know, McNeil got a hit. Tommy Pham strikes out. Mackenzie Gore just carving him up. Third inning, only in the Mets scored a run. Leadoff triple for Eduardo Escobar. Tomas Nito tries a bunt. That doesn't work. He's out. Nimmo strikes out. Luckily, Stalin Marte got a hit with two outs uh, to score Escobar. Otherwise, the Mets would have been shut out in this one. But then, you know, Lindor pops out, so nothing going there. McNeil got another hit in the fourth inning, surrounded by a whole lot of nothing. Um, you know, fifth inning came around. Escobar got on via an error. Uh, you had a strikeout, Nito. Nimmo drew a walk, had a couple of runners on. Marte strikes out. Lindor grounds out. Failed opportunity there. Uh, really, then one, two, three. Or actually, not one, two, three. McNeil walked in the sixth. McNeil only got getting on base in this game, but you know, not getting past first. The seventh inning was the one time in this game where I thought, all right, like this is the this is the moment where the Mets break free, find their way to to get some runs across, grab a lead, and and, and maybe you know win this thing. You know, it was three one at that point, right? But you had Brett Beatty, you know, lead off walk. Daniel Vogelback draws a walk. Two runners on, nobody out, top of the lineup. Like, all right, it's the Nationals. It's the Nationals. Let's get Marte with the hit. Let's have Lindor or Alonso come through with a homer. Something. Nimmo grounds out. Marte strikes out. Lindor strikes out. I mean, credit to Hunter Harvey. Uh, who came on and relieved Carl Edwards Jr. Because Carl Edwards probably gives up runs in that one. Um, and Harvey came in and was you know kind of lights out for them. But that was the real missed opportunity. And the Mets kind of just fade into the night after that. You know, 1-2-3-8th, 1-2-3-9th. I mean, they, they just did nothing offensively. So th- it was a rough watch. It was a rough watch. We'll leave it at that. Um but this does have me wondering, do the Mets need another star? Because when Brandon Nimmo is playing like a superstar, when you have Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor, you know, hot and, and everyone's pulling in the same direction at once, this team is awesome. And I still think they can get to that point more often than not. But are they missing that one piece? Remember, this is a team that signed Carlos Correa this offseason to be that other star and never replaced him. You know, when, when that, that deal fell through. So if you're supposed to be this juggernaut that can compete with the Braves and, and win the National League East and go on and win a World Series, somebody else has to step up. And that's what we're going to discuss throughout the rest of the show today. Is there someone on the roster? Or is this a Mets team that's going to have to use all of this prospect capital and cash it in for a player at the deadline? We're going to go through all of that in just a minute. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits uh, the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors, that's what you'll get. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. (laughs) 
Are the New York Mets short a star player? I think they might be, but I don't necessarily think they have to go out and search for that star player. I just think that the onus is unfortunately on these rookies to step up, and you have to give them time to do that. This is a long marathon of the season. We never really know how the script's going to unfold. You know, Right now, it's doom and gloom. Maybe the Mets lose to the Nationals again. Maybe, though, Joe Lucchese goes out, gives the Mets another gem. The lineup finally comes together, and they beat up on a guy that they know pretty well in Trevor Williams. They watched him all last year. Win that one. Shock the world. Win three of four from the Braves. And trust me, I recorded the series preview uh, earlier today for Mets Braves. Yikes, is that going to be a scary one? But let's just say, hey, you never know with baseball. And then we're all feeling better come Monday or Tuesday after that Brave series. So th- that's the thing here is you try to, to temper things, and I do my best to sit in the middle a little bit. I mean, obviously, when the wins come, we rejoice in them, and we have to point out when it sucks. And right now it sucks to be a Mets fan over the last you know four or five days. But I still believe in this team overall. I still think that over – the long span of the season, they're going to be all right and they're going to compete in this division and they're going to be a playoff team. But are you a team that is going to be feared? I think they are a star short to get there. You know, they have guys like Brandon Nimmo and Jeff McNeil that are stars in their role, right? For McNeil, it's the super utility aspect. It's the fact that you can bat him one through nine in the lineup and play him at three different positions and he's going to do all of that well. He's going to get his hits, and he's going to be timely with those hits at times when there's runners in scoring position. He's going to score runs. He's going to run the base as well. It's doing all the little things. For Brandon Nemo, it's exceptional defense in center field. Now, that's become his standard. It's setting the table, drawing his walks, scoring his runs, and running into a home run every now and then. But Major League Baseball nowadays, despite the fact that we're adding speed into the game, despite the fact that you know, you know we're we eliminated the shift, so all of a sudden there's more balls in play, more maneuverability, more action on the field. It's still the guys that hit it over the wall that really make the biggest difference. Pete Alonso is still the most important player on the Mets because he's the one that drives the ball out of the ballpark. And we still look up and down this lineup, and there's no other guy that does that. Yes, Lindor can have 30 home runs in his great seasons. But he's still not that type of a home run hitter like Alonso where every at-bat you're thinking they might go yard. And we're waiting for that. And that's where you need someone else to be a star in their role. Brett Beatty had a lot of home runs in the minor leagues. Ron Enrico, Mark Vientos, home run a bunch of the minor leagues. Francisco Alvarez has that light tower power. Is it too early to expect any of them to step up and be a star in their role? You know, is it... You know, crazy to think that Brett Beatty can compete for a rookie of the year. Because what you need is Brett Beatty to be, you know, the National League version of what we got in the AL last year with Julio Rodriguez and Adley Rutschman. And not to say he's got to be that level of player, but that level of impact. A rookie that comes in and plays at an all-star level for months and months and months, where it's a newfound talent. They need that. And if they don't get that, they're not going to have it by the trade deadline, then you're going to have to manufacture it. I think the Mets are in a great position to give their kids the opportunity 
And, and that's why I said you have to start the kids in the podcast earlier this week. Because you need to see what you got. You need to see if Alvarez can be that guy. You need to see if Brett Beatty can be that guy. You need to eventually get Mark Fientos up and see if he can give you a spark of the DH spot. And hell, if Ryan Mauricio keeps swinging the bat the way he has, you might need to give him a look as well. You need to find another answer. And if it's not going to be on this roster, what it has to then become is unfortunately taking all these prospects that we love so much and trading one or two of them and getting that guy. If the Angels can't put it together this season and Shohei Otani has actually lingered at the trade deadline, do you say we love Francisco Alvarez and his potential, but he's not helping helping us this year? We have Kevin Parada in the minor leagues that we believe in still, and we're going to send him out. Now, that's actually not a great example because the Angels have Logan Ohapi, who did just get hurt this year, who I do think that they're, they're probably building around. So, um, you know, obviously he's out for this season, but are they going to want a long-term catcher? Maybe not. Maybe they'd be looking in another direction. Who knows? Maybe it's, you know, Brett Beatty. And at that case, I don't know if the Mets go there. Um, but, you know, maybe they they try to throw a package of Ronnie Mauricio and Mark Vientos and Alex Ramirez, and you, you trade the world for a Shohei Otani. That's you know the 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 juggle that you have to kind of kind of come up with here. It, it's it's juggling winning now and winning into the future, and it's the same thing that the Mets have been talking about since Billy Epler was brought in and hired. That was the vision. It was short term spending to allow long term growth, and that's why they've held on to all the prospects. And now is the time for the prospects to step up and prove that they can be the answer that the Mets need. That they can take a 101-win team that needed some fine-tuning in a couple of areas. That had a lineup that, let's be honest, down the stretch last year, as great as they were for the length of the season, we felt like they were a batter too short. That's why all of a sudden we saw Alvarez called up for that big series against the Braves. Because they were searching for something. Can those kids be the something? Or do you have to look elsewhere? What I want to do in the final segment today is just explore what we need to see before the trade deadline to know what direction the Mets have to go. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. Before we do, though, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. I've been in therapy in my life and it's really been a huge help just being able to talk freely without any fear of judgment and just have someone to bounce ideas off of and just try to get a better understanding of how my brain worked and it works and you know how I can apply what's going on up there to my everyday life and situations and be more present in, in the decisions that I make. It's been a game changer for me and BetterHelp is there to help you in that process as well. They'll connect you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Uh, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. Go to BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB. So what do we have to see from the kids to know that they don't have to make that move and get a star? And, and, you know, it's not an exact science, but to me, there was a clear delineation from who Julio Rodriguez was in his first month of his big league career to who he became, you know, when the calendar turned to May. And I think Brett Beatty is in that, that growing period right now where you're you're feeling out what he's he's feeling out the big leagues and what it's going to take and there's the defense and there's the travel and there's so much that is different and new and it's a different environment it's the same game played between the two lines but it's in a completely different package when there's fans and there's these big stadiums and you're just not used to it and i think he needs a little bit of time to break out but I think he's the type of bat that can do it this year and could be that that type of a hitter where if Brett Beatty all of a sudden ends up tapping into the guy that he was in triple, not expecting him to hit 400, but those type of at-bats and being feared in that way, and suddenly your lineup maybe has Beatty protecting Alonso, who knows how much that is going to really trickle down to the rest of the team. I also wonder as well, with the way that Starling Marte is playing, how much longer do you stick with him in the two-hole before you make a change? Because he was great the first two weeks. He's dealing with a neck injury, so maybe that is what's what's the problem right now. Maybe because he's just playing through it. But I think the best four players in the New York Mets, and I'm pretty confident in this, are Brandon Nemo, Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor, and Pete Alonso. So to me, that's got to be your, your front four hitting right now. I think McNeil's got to be in the two-hole. Uh, that might change the lineup up a little bit. And then if you dream out the future lineup, maybe the best way the Mets can line it up, honestly, in my opinion, really would be Nimmo, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo. That's, that's how I would do it one through four. I think Jeff McNeil, long run, probably should be your three-hitter. Then... I would go, and again, this is if the season breaks out how you want and Beatty is that type of a player, then all of a sudden it's Beatty 5, Marte 6. Now your 1 through 6 is left, left, well, actually no, left, right, left, right, left, right. You do that whole thing because Lindor's switch. And then your bottom 3 is going to have a Marcana. It's going to have your DH spot and your catcher spot. And that catcher spot could be Alvarez. And I think for him, I'm not expecting him to be a star player this year. But can he hit home runs consistently? That That's more what I'm, I'm curious about. Can he be a star for a catcher? So, so that's another kind of hurdle the Mets have to try to see if they can climb out of it or, or climb and, and, and see if he can get to that point. 
And then is Vogelback giving you enough as your DH? The answer is no. You got to either try one of the kids that's still in triple or you're going to have to make a move. And we'll see who is available at the deadline and what it takes to get them. But I do think it is just interesting that this is a Mets team that is all about spending on the short term, right? Spending, 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 and, and making sure you had the players you need to win now while the prospects don't have to be traded because there's enough, right? Now the prospects have to play. You know, the Carlos Correa signing is interesting because it was kind of a Steve Cohen move more than a Billy Epler move. But, man, they could use that level of a player right now. And they were never in the market for that player this offseason. They were never really in on the Trey Turner market. They were never really in on, you know, Xander Bogarts or, you know, any of those shortstops. Swanson wouldn't have been the best fit, I don't think. But, you know, there was all the shortstops that, that could have been grabbed that weren't. They didn't really address by even getting the you know tertiary backs on the market that that could have done something. You know your Confortos of the world, your Adam Duvall's, though Duvall's hurt, but who knows what would have happened with the Mets. Your JD Martinez is even. I mean, there was a lot of names that are out there that they just ignored and trusted what they had and what is coming. And if this lineup continues to struggle, we're going to start to look back at that offseason and think woulda, coulda, shoulda. So. Look, it's early. It's very early. But we need to see the kids step up and see another star develop. Whether that is Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez, one of the other guys in triple, Vientos Mauricio. Whether that's Starling Marte being that star, because we know he is capable. Or even someone like Daniel Vogelback tapping into some more power or something. It's got to come from somewhere. It can't always just be Alonzo Lindor, and if they're not hitting, the whole lineup crumbles. And that's honestly what it feels like we're watching right now. But I digress. That's going to be all for today's edition of Locked On Mets. Tomorrow for your everydayers, I got a Mets and Braves preview, which I already recorded, and I'll explain on tomorrow's show why. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets.